So it's really important when you tie the employee value proposition to, you're not just coming here to do a great job in the role that we're hiring you, but we're hiring you to be the workforce of the future. And our promise to you is that we will develop your skills to get there. And so that's important to message, as well as to obviously implement with a skills-based recruiting strategy. Hello, and welcome to The Talent Blueprint, your guide to building a talent-first company. Today's episode features an interview with Ellen Tomasian, Global Head of Talent Acquisition at UKG. The Talent Blueprint is brought to you by Beamery. Beamery's talent lifecycle management platform makes it possible for companies to deliver more human talent experiences and unlock the skills and potential of their global workforce using industry-leading AI. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's installment of the Talent Blueprint. I'm your host, Sultan Seidov, and today I am super excited to have Ellen Tomazian join us. Ellen is the Global Head of Talent Acquisition at UKG and was previously the Head of TA at Workday and worked at a ton of fascinating organization from Prudential, Moody's, Purdue Pharma, and Goldman Sachs. Ellen, thank you so much for joining us. Good to be here. Thank you, Sultan. To get kicked off, we'll do our first segment, The Blueprint. Tell me about your role at UKG and the kind of work that you've been doing there. I am Global Head of Recruiting. So we are a newly merged company out of COVID. And we've brought together two companies that were about the size of 5,000 people each. And now we have exponentially grown in the last two years to about 15,000 people. So we do recruiting across the globe in many of our offices in most of the continents, and that covers executive, professional, and campus recruiting, as well as professional programs. And the types of organizations you've been through and the roles you've been in, I imagine, had given you a pretty broad perspective on the types of opportunities that you could tackle upon joining UKG. When you first started, what was the biggest opportunity you saw? Well, as I mentioned, you know, being newly merged, it's the convergence of two cultures making a new one under the UKG banner. We are an HRAS company. So I saw lots of opportunities to make sure that we had integrated all of our processes, our systems and our technology in the right way to help us build for the future and the scale that this company is going to be going through. I love the energy that is in this company because it's newly formed as one. And so there's a lot of new, exciting opportunities and ideas that are being employed to really make a mark on what UKG is as a new company in this space. And you've joined at a time where there's a lot of uncertainty in the broader global markets in terms of what the hiring outlooks will look like, what the economic outlooks will look like, and companies are tackling on all fronts, both attraction problems, retention problems. When you think about the different uncertainties and risks that emerge, either in terms of organizational planning or experience, how have you been thinking about those, especially coming into such a new post-merger scenario? The key to that is doing really good strategic workforce planning. Strategic workforce planning will take into account a multi-year approach where you do take into consideration the economic outlook and your demand models versus your capacity as a recruiting organization. 
So, you know, a really good strategic TA organization will know how to scale up in terms of high volume, but will also easily be able to scale down and become more proactive and focus on more strategic sourcing when volumes come down. And as a TA leader, I always have to be working very closely with our finance department as well as our strategic planning areas of our businesses to make sure that I stay ahead of the game in understanding how to plan for the outlook, whether it's you know scaling up or possibly being more cautious in a more conservative type environment. So that's what the discussions that I've been having here at UKG, thinking about the fact that we are in growth mode as a company, having been a merger and continuing to grow our revenues. However, being cautious to look at the background of what's happening with all the discussions with inflation and recessionary years, as well as the economic global outlook that has made us all very cautious to think about what's going to happen in the next two years and be very calculated about our growth and be very strategic about where we're growing. So how are we supporting our product and technology teams to continue innovating as a newly formed company, but also to maintain the growth and success with our customers, whether they're new or existing and how to support them. It's an interesting position to be in on the side of customer-facing technology, tackling the same kind of problems that your customers are, and obviously something that you've already done in other roles in your career. But in this case, there's a lot more eyes on how do you measure this? How have you thought about the criteria of measuring success across workforce planning and EVP? What's important to you as you think about these new initiatives? One is a really strong partnership with the finance department to make sure that we are doing capacity modeling with the demand that is projected. So that's just table stakes. You've got to be able to make sure that you're equipped for any volume demand up or down. And then from there, obviously, then you drill down into the metrics of your actual recruiting organization and understand what are your funnel metrics. So, you know, the basics of what are, what do our applications look like? What's our location strategy? And how do people come through the funnel to make sure that we're hiring a diverse workforce? across the globe and across the organization from the point of application all the way down to assessment interviewing as well as being hired. You want to make sure that you pick out the targeted areas where you might need help and then also know how to support and foster the areas where you're doing really well to not, you know, let the foot off the gas pedal. So really honing in on the metrics of where am I having challenges versus where am I doing a really great job and knowing how to plan to put the resources according to those areas based on the priorities of the company, whether you're in growth mode, whether you're really trying to pump up diversity hiring in pockets of your company where you might have challenges, being able to understand where those metrics lie and how possibly workforce planning as well as an employee value proposition can help really bolster those efforts so that it's not just on the burden of the recruiters, but you're also giving them the support that they need in order to increase the funnel in the right strategic pipelines. We've been working really in the last quarter, understanding what our demand model looks like, but then also knowing how to support our recruiters with activating not only just an internal employee value proposition, where we want to make sure we're reinforcing what our new UKG stands for and what the culture is, but also being able to put ourselves on the map externally 
so that people can recognize us amongst our peers in the industry in the US as well as globally. But uh, a lot to juggle and fascinating discussion to dig into in terms of the connection between those different functions. You mentioned finance, HR, TA, there's so many bridges that you are building and what you're describing. And it's exactly the challenge a lot of uh, organizations are facing, how to actually connect finance and planning and talent. This takes us nicely to our next segment, The Journey. As you've been trying to bridge these different stakeholders and looking across the full talent lifecycle experience from the external hiring brand proposition strategies to the internal understanding of employee base and presumably also digging into understanding the shifting dynamics of how the world of work is changing, what's been your first focus in looking at the experience side of the talent lifecycle? I will say that it's data and insights, pulling lots of data and then drawing insights from them to understand where is the employee-based sentiment and where is the candidate-based sentiment and comparing the two and making sure that you're identifying any sort of cultural or experience tensions and being able to think about how to alleviate those tensions with obviously the insights that you're drawing. So one of the biggest things that we've done is draw really extensive insights. For example, when we were embarking on our employee value proposition project, our insights included doing internal surveys, internal focus groups with different personas within the company that are important, as well as doing a workshop with our CEO leadership team to understand where their priorities were, what their vision is for the next two to five years for the company. We draw those insights together. And then what we do is we go compare those insights to the external market. And the external market will also tell us within those personas that we've chosen for UKG that are important to us, what is the sentiment externally? You know, what are the different themes that are important, whether it's coming back to the office, as we call returning to each other? What is important to their benefits in the post-COVID world? What is important in their career trajectory? Are they more focused on upward trajectory or a lattice-type structure in building a career framework for themselves as they grow with the organization? And what types of skills can we offer and can we give the flexibility to build that'll really attract someone to come to our company and know that this is their home for a while. We've got some really good foundations to build on, and we just want to continue making sure that we're providing those same value propositions for all the new candidates coming in into the organization as we grow and scale. So I would say those insights and data are probably the most important thing through. Where have been some of the most challenging areas to have the insights you need to drive your strategy? The insights where we've drawn the most from is, as I said, being very specific to your persona and making sure you're looking at the talent scale from early talent, what does Gen Z look for, to professional talent, mid-level and growing. And then what do people leaders care about and how do they all help each other in the ecosystem of your population? So drawing insights by generational differences, but then also looking at what does the tech persona think about um, and the product persona versus, for example, our customer success and consulting area? What matters to them and what the competitive landscape 
does to form their opinions about their employer. So we've had to really dissect those personas in order to really understand how to foster, grow, and support them through their career growth. I think it's really important to identify personas and then to put them into categories of what makes them different, but then also wrap them around a really good, cohesive employee value proposition that brings them together as a united culture as crewers at UKG with our new leadership that's formed to really build the future of this company. The vision that you're touching on of providing people with a persona-aware set of paths for career development and one that aligns with an authentic employee value proposition is one where we see skills and how those connect to people's career development and how those connect to internal definitions of people's paths being a core criteria. But few people to date know how to execute on creating a skills-based strategy and what that means in connecting EVP with career growth and connecting these different components. One of the things you've touched on is the importance of considering this with TA in mind, not just with the employee side in mind. How do you think about connecting those things together? And how does this touch on your strategy over the next couple of years of bringing this EVP and skill centricity to life? I think one of the biggest value propositions you can really sell and implement are the whole idea that skills are what builds your career. And you coming into a new company, you're not just taking on a new position, but you're really buying into the entire offering of what this company can give you over your career trajectory. A lot of folks will think about sitting in a role two years and then they start getting itchy about what's my next opportunity, not necessarily to move into a new role, but also to think about how can I grow? How can I have access to short-term assignments or interesting projects that really stretch me? And so it's really important when you tie the employee value proposition to, you're not just coming here to do a great job in the role that we're hiring you, but we're hiring you to be the workforce of the future. And our promise to you is that we will develop your skills to get there. And so that's important to message as well as to obviously implement with a skills-based recruiting strategy. The idea is to bring them in through a skills assessment interview strategy. So we get to know what skills do you have? And then once you're here, we want to be able to give you the tools where you can map your skills and understand what you are doing with those skills today. And then what's important to your people leader in the organization as you grow with us in the future through a career lattice where you're zigzagging through the organization and then also being able to be proactively matched to those opportunities without you even knowing that you're up for consideration for certain projects, gigs, or new roles. And that's the beauty of building a skills-based approach and using advanced technology to be able to identify that, where we're all speaking the same language of the currency of skills. And then at the bottom, the employee and the experience they have to be able to leverage that type of a skills mindset to have conversations of mentoring, to have conversations of career growth, to really understand what's my colleague doing that I aspire to do, um, and mapping yourself to your aspirations, and then us giving you the tools to be able to get there. Now, have companies sort of woken up to this new reality in the last three to five years? Absolutely. Has there been lots of technology that's come out to be able to support this type of framework? Absolutely. But the key is 
the users of the tool being able to understand how to pivot the tools to be able to accommodate the needs of the company. And every company is unique in what they're looking for, whether it's internal mobility, whether it's career advising, whether it's a better learning system to upskill and reskill some of their workforce. So it's not a one-size-fits-all. Again, drawing back to the insights and the data that you receive about where are your challenges and where is your trajectory and connecting that with a skills-based approach to be able to solve that in a multi-pronged approach through the different things that a skills-based approach offers you. There's obviously challenges that various organizations run into at the level of tools. How do we use the right tools to look at skills-based market data, as you mentioned earlier? How do we know that that's relevant to our skills? Do we have the right alignment between our definitions and what's out there in the market? But there's also the partnerships that you need to set up, especially between finance, business, HR, that you mentioned earlier that you have support from. What has been, for you, one of the biggest components that made it easy to create those partnerships at UKG that maybe other organizations are struggling with in bridging those gaps with financial planning, becoming talent planning? And what have been some of the enablers from a tooling perspective that you either have today versus are looking for in order to ensure that some of those bridges and insights can be built effectively? We are an HRAS company. So obviously, we're all very focused on HR technology here at UKG and making sure that we're innovating as we grow for our own employees, as well as all of our customers. We're selling the products that we want to be able to employ as well and that are going to be useful. So what's been amazing here at UKG is the strong partnership with us being customer zero and being the customer to model because inevitably every day we get a customer asking, well, how do you solve this problem? How do you tackle this challenge? And we want to be able to have very strong partnership with our customer success teams to be able to be that customer zero model and show how we're tackling those challenges, but also working with our product teams because they're not necessarily the practitioners of our tools. They're the innovators of our tools. We come to the table as HR amongst all of our HR teams to consult and provide ideas and to challenge some of our thinking on the product side of our build and innovation. So I think that's been a really pleasant surprise. I can imagine that would be a lot of fun as somebody who has already been on the technology side of HR and the customer side and actually getting to to move quickly and have folks around you that are so passionate about actually bringing together product and internal functions. This touches nicely on a more personal segment for personal passion areas. In your past career leading up to this role at UKG, has there been a particular journey or implementation that you've been particularly proud of? At each of my systems as global head of TA, I've had to really focus on the technology side of what are the tools that I'm inheriting in the new role? And then how can I build on those tools to make sure that I'm providing a really great user experience and innovative approach to making the lives of my recruiters easier, but then also creating a really optimal candidate experience in the meantime for not just the candidates, but also the interviewers and the hiring managers and the people leaders that are using our systems and going through the experience. So with that said, building a talent marketplace is where I've been super passionate. Building a talent marketplace, for those who might not be familiar, is not just leveraging your ATS and your skills-based CRM 
to create a great experience for candidates. But it's also going beyond those two systems to exploring talent intelligence platforms that can really encompass the employee experience combined with that recruiting experience that we use in talent acquisition. And that means a one-stop shop for growth, recruiting, and learning, and skills-based approach and skills matching. On the employee side, it's creating an employee profile where they can explore their skills, have access to career partners, which is a new role that has come out of this entire innovative thinking. I want to look at the dimensions of the career of the employee and help them interpret what the tools can provide for them as they're developing their skills in the organization. Combining the tool with innovative thinking of career partners and then talent acquisition advising, where we go beyond just wanting to close the role, we go to looking at the dimensions of the employee and comparing those dimensions to the external market and making sure that we bring clarity of what's missing from the skills when we're comparing external to internal candidates and leveling the playing field to look at people through skills approach and not a resume and a pedigree biased approach. So that's what I've been passionate about, building that in different parts and layers, depending on the company I've worked with in the last probably two to three roles that I've held. And I've been lucky to work with a lot of the leaders in the space, such as Beamery and Workday, and now at UKG using all of our talent tools here at UKG to make sure that we're building for the future and we're focusing on skills being the common currency in all all types of talent choice selection. And then it's sort of a great puzzle to be able to put those pieces together with HR technology at your side, advising you on the integration pieces, but not building just for today, but building for the future. Because I do think the future is going to be table stakes to have a talent intelligence platform as part of HR. The future is really putting them into a cauldron of skills matching and then picking the best and the brightest with a skills-based approach that really does help reduce any sort of bias to be your standard of how you recruit and grow your talent within the organization. While you draw those insights from workforce planning to be able to lockstep that strategy hand in hand as you're building that technology. It's a consideration not just in terms of the products, but also in terms of an increasing need for a data ecosystem and a data strategy. I think the pieces you mentioned around employee experience, skill strategy, more and more what we're seeing as being critical is to not look at technologies as point solutions, but to look at an end-to-end journey from an experience perspective and a data perspective, and to really think about middleware first rather than feature first. So with that in mind, I'd love to go to our final segment, the future of talent. What would you say is the recipe for success as an organization? What does success look like? Success looks very different depending on the type of industry and challenges that your specific industry faces. I would just personally speak about the technology and software platform industry and say that the success is going to look like what you build your future talent to be, which is agile and full of possibilities because you've given them a broad base of skill sets that they can either specialize in or be a multi-potentialite with. You want to be able to give them a career framework where if they're really interested in a lot of different things and they want to build skills in a lot of different areas, 
you help them envision what a career looks like when they're multi-potentialite, which means they have a lot of broad, varied skills that allows them to go in and out of different roles, short-term assignments, gigs, professional programs, because they're multi-potentialite and they're curious about a lot of things. And how do we put that together in a cluster of skills that build a new job architecture? I think that's going to be really important. And then there's the flip side of someone who just really wants to go deep in their specialization, in their skill, and continue developing new skills, certifications, and specialties within that specialization. And that can all be fostered through this talent intelligence, talent marketplace platform, depending on how you build it, to allow for the support of the multi-potentialite but also allow the support of the specialized me who really wants to go deep into their knowledge and grow their career that way. You have to move with the times of what are the cutting edge skills coming into play, whether it's in product innovation or software development or dealing with customers and being agile to cover customers from broad bands of industries, as well as building those skills within all of the support functions in corporate as well to make sure how are you creating the programs and the support to be able to make those specialty areas within your company thrive, especially in HR, being very data-driven. The new HR professional needs to understand the technology that they have at their fingertips, needs to really dig into the insights that they can draw being a data-driven organization. What an amazing note to end on. That's an exciting picture of the future and certainly plenty for us all to think about was a real pleasure hosting you. And thanks for an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. The Talent Blueprint is brought to you by Beamery. Beamery's talent lifecycle management platform makes it possible for enterprises to drive more human talent experiences and unlock the skills and potential of their global workforce with industry-leading AI. Beamery optimizes every step of the talent lifecycle from sourcing and identifying talent with the right skills and potential to building and marketing your employment brand creating an internal talent marketplace, and mobilizing your employees through getting the reporting and talent insights that you need to make better decisions about your workforce. Are you ready to unlock your talent? Learn more at Beamery.com.